I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics from personal stories to hot button issues. We cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday. So make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hi! Welcome Welcome to Skin Skin Wow! I'm Caitlin Bradnick. And I'm Sue Smith. God, we're here during this. I'll be honest, I love a quarantine. <laughs> I love a quarantine. Do you? Okay, so I love a quarantine. The first, as soon as it started, I was like, everything's going to be great. And then I started talking to my family members and members. I'm talking to my family members and hearing them stressed out made me really stressed out. And Alan's like, wow, you really are ruining my quarantine buzz. <laughs> so I got very oh! stressed out. No, no. I mean, he's he's been in such a good mood and I was in like the worst mood. I was being so cranky. And it's that mood where you're like, look, I'm just going to tell you right now, I'm really, really angry and cranky and pissed off. And that's just like, I can't help it. Like I couldn't stop being so angry. And then we got into a nice, perfect fight and then we're better. (laughs) You know. Okay, great. You got to You got to do it sometimes, you know, (laughs) you got to do it. I think it's hard to be quarantined with your whole family and just stuck in a one little place with them for ever and ever. (laughs) Yeah, a hundred percent. I'm not, I mean, it's hard for Lewis. Like he can't, if we go, we take him like for a walk, a really quick little walk around the block. We don't touch anybody, but like little kids, he can't say hi to them. Like he can't run up and talk to them. And a dog comes by. We can't even, we don't know. We don't want to get too close with the owner. Like it's just a a tense time, but you know what? We have each other. We have each other. We have content. Someone posted I've been saying quarantine content, but someone used the uh, phrase 
quarantent today, which I think is very funny. What's that? My friend, like being content, qu- quarantine content, like quarantent. Okay. My friend posted um, a video on Instagram that was a bunch of turkeys running down a street in Staten Island. I'm like, is that real? Yes. And I'm like, I don't know if that's <gasps> not the apocalypse, then I don't know what it is. Yeah, it is. Turkeys in Staten Island. <laughs> wild turkeys. That's insane. They have places to go. They have a better plan than I do. They know what's they know what's up. Listen, they got to migrate before Thanksgiving. They got to get rid of they got to escape <laughs> COVID before Thanksgiving. They got to Who knows what's going to happen? Who knows what's going to happen? Also, I don't really want to talk about it on this podcast because this is an escape for everyone. Like this is escapist. So just know we're in this with you and we're not. We are here with you. We are here to help you escape and help you keep your mind on scams that have happened, but that are not currently happening in our lives. Oh, but you know what? I've already gotten alerts from my um, SAG my union and from my bank that there are a bunch and from New York state, there are a bunch of COVID scams. So there are a bunch of scams going around about this virus. So guys, just careful. Like we always say, wait till you get an official letter, wait till you um, are confirmed by somebody on like an official document. Don't donate to Kickstarters. Not yet. That say they're doing COVID stuff because those are scams. But I did see, and this made me cry. I did see um, that, my friends who are tailors and then like some fashion people are like making masks I for know. people and all banding together to make masks. And that I thought was the sweetest thing. I and know. people were donating the cost of supplies for that. And I don't think that is a scam. Yeah. So I mean, I would also check because a lot of the scams that happen, the scam artist wants to get you alone on the phone, tells you you can't tell anybody else. So if you're on the phone and somebody from your bank yeah. or somebody from the government is saying, give me all your contact information and you can't tell anyone I'm doing this, that is one of our like major red flags for a scam. All right. This is a scam podcast. We love scams. We love multi-level marketing. We love just like anything that's super dumb and crazy, like, (laughs) you know, like fucking essential oils. And one of those kind of dumb and crazy scams is Cutco Okay. And we have to you. Oh, guys, we have a guest that is so I am so excited. This guest is a kind person, um, lovely, smart, handsome, a good husband, a good babysitter for Lewis, funny, throws a Aww. great party. He seems great from Skype. He is producer. <laughs> We've had all of our husbands on. This is producer Kate's husband, Jack. Jack! Hi. Welcome. Hi, Jack. Hi, Katie, Sue. Jack, why? Yeah, I, um, I was telling you guys earlier before, when we were getting prepped, you know, I the whole radio thing after college and i am nervous right now Jack, i'm very excited you were uh, the first of my wife's shows the many <gasps> dozens of shows on more banana that she works on that has asked me to come on uh not for i mean there's no reason that i should be on any of the other shows i'm not an expert in any other way but this is a story i can tell i'm so excited jack Great. and jack we well, love yes. you and know you very well and you have a deep, dark past with <laughs> dirty, dirty knives, I think. I don't know. Dirty They're knives. Dirty. <laughs> They're not dirty. But the stories are fun to tell. tell there's us. blood on those knives. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, there's. I have scars. I have, yeah, cut myself on many a cut knife. 
You worked for Cutco. Yes. What was your job? I started as an independent sales rep. Okay. Uh, uh, sometimes referred to as a 1099. Freelancers mm -hmm. are familiar with this. Uh, mm -hmm. Many uh, you two have probably gotten a 1099 from a uh, from a bar that you did a show at or something like that. If only. So it's not a. a yeah, if only. A, <laughs> I wish. Sorry. <laughs> uh, if I had a bar, I'd hire you and then give you a 1099. Thank you. For Thank your you. comedic stylings. Yeah, that's uh, it's that kind of job. So you're hired as a sales rep. Uh, Cutco is your product. Okay. And then Vector Marketing is the company you are contracted by. Okay. Uh, they provide you all of the training, sales enablement, all of the materials, all the, the, the stuff that allows you to sell the Cutco product. And is the product, are the knives like super amazing? Or like, what is the product? Tell us a little bit about Cutco. So Give the, us the pitch. <laughs> the pitch. So uh, Cutco knives are a, uh, they're a phenomenal product. It is the, you know, when you think of uh, um, uh, automobile tools or, or, or uh, craft tools, you think of craftsmen yes. because of its guarantee and the quality of the product. Cutco has that same type of um, brand um, like recognition. awareness. Yeah. Yes, brand recognition. Mm -hmm. The Cutco product is phenomenal. It oh, um, it is on display. It, the handle, which is an ergonomic handle that has this what they call a wedge lock design, which made it's made with a thermo resin uh, handle, which is uh, able to uh, withstand high temperatures. So it's great for dishwashers. Oh, the steel! Yes. I can keep going. You guys want all of this? I yes, love it. Uh, I do want to hear. Uh, the steel is made out of a high carbon surgical stainless steel, 440A high carbon surgical stainless steel, which holds a, a really sharp edge for a very long time. So it's ideal. It's oh, the same good, type good. of steel that is made by Hinkles and Wustoff. Uh, Don't know what that, that is. are the German brands, which are the like the pinnacle. They're the measurement the that in Japanese brands. Yeah. Okay. So I can I sorry we unlocked a like a fifteen year old cabinet of knowledge here. Good. <laughs> Let's keep going. Okay. When else are you going to use uh, it? Where else? Right. I don't know. I have no idea where I'd knowledge. use this knowledge. <laughs> so it's basically the same pro product as the the Germans. The really yeah, expensive, it, yeah, fancy the stuff. stuff that you you would see on a normal wedding registry at at mm. any sort of Bed Bath and Beyond or or uh. uh Williams Sonoma, you would find Hinkles, which is the okay. like, the fifteen hundred dollar, two thousand dollar set of knives. Okay, okay. So I had a roommate that got involved in. She was a Cutco salesperson. She did really, really well. She made a ton of money. I don't know mm -hmm. that much about it. Is do people think it's a scam? Is it considered scammy or MLM? Like, what's what's the connection here? Why do you feel nervous on this podcast? Is my question. No, 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 no. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, I, so the. <laughs> We can dispense with the way that it's defined because that'll take us down a route where we'll start defining what a multi-level marketing is and, and the, the gradients is. Okay. The, the best way to think about Cutco uh, uh, is that it's just like Mary Kay. It's just like Avon. It's, it's, yeah. it's if you are a kid of the early 90s or the late 80s or somewhere around there and your mom or your aunt or your your mom's best friend or the teacher on the side during the summer sold Mary Kay. Kids sold Cutco in the summer. Children, College yeah. Kids. Yeah. Uh, that's Children what we with did. knives. And I, I was an interesting case because I got into it after college. I was a little bit older. I was uh, 22, 23, somewhere in there. Yeah, I trust so, you with the knife. 
<laughs> this is not the time to trust somebody with a knife. Wait, can you just clarify? <laughs> so how, how much do the Cutco knives cost versus the high-end ones? Um, they're roughly about the same. Oh, uh, the cost? Yeah, the cost is roughly about the same. So there, there's like the the set. And so this is where we're going to get into like some of the weird stuff about Cutco's marketing. Yes. Uh, it is like the name of the... Then why am I buying Cutco? Why are, why are you buying Cutco? Yeah, why am I buying Cutco instead of the Germans if it's not cheaper? It's made in America and it has a forever guarantee. Okay. Oh, I love so, okay. forever yeah, that's, that's their That's the thing. It's like you're going to buy it from a college kid who can use the money to pay for college. This is the oh, storyline. Okay. This is the pitch, right? Uh, is if you're buying the Cutco, it's like, I'm going to help this kid who's trying to pay their way through college. They're doing a what is perceived through the, the great American, um, what am I trying to say here? The, the, the great the American, American dream. dream. Thank you. Yeah. That uh, a, a good day's work will render a good day's wage. And so you go out and you send these kids out into their neighborhoods and they, sell, they start with their families and they move to their family's friends and the neighbors. And then you move outward and outward and outward. The younger, the better. Just get them yeah. very young. Get them, get them in early. Get them so with the knives. With you know, those it's, dimples. It, it's a company get that was Lewis founded in 1949. Knives, you know? So some of their, their general ideas have a little bit of like wholesome idea of everyone's doors unlocked and they'll let you on their porch wow. even though they don't know With you. With knives. <laughs> now, I will they have they have adapted, they have online ordering, they've got other stuff. They're, you know, I'm not going to say that they've they've gone away from that business model, but it's definitely core to their approach is you're helping a college kid with their that's school their school money and uh that's where the exploitation comes in. Okay. So we I'm sorry, we breezed over what how is it an MLM? So it has, so you as your, as an out of college, a graduate from college, you then would give whatever money you made on that knife sale to someone higher up and they gave something to someone higher up? Your upline? No. So there's not an upline. So that's the, the interesting gray area. So the, the, uh, the way Cutco worked is that you would come to a local regional office, you would get recruited in some way, shape, or form through many job portals, or now it's job portals. For me, it was you got a flyer on college campus with something in your your uh, uh, your car driver's side window in or your something lunchbox. Like that. Who knows? In your lunchbox. <laughs> yes. Some people Lun go into the Army. Some people go into Cutco, you know? No, that's funny. We're all recruited for different things. We would say that, uh, uh, like, what do you do for a living? We, uh, we sling blades. We slinging knives. We selling selling blades. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, it's a little. I mean, we had our. I mean, every industry's got their own little yeah. vernacular, but ours was very special to you know direct sales knives. We got you off track though, yeah, so sorry. we do that. That's me. Get That's to keep all me. your sales. So the so it it it's like I said, it's similar to Mary Kay, where there's the salesperson that goes to the person's house. That person uh, makes a transaction. They take an order. So they're filling out an order form. Then on typically on Mondays uh, in most all of the offices nationwide. And so let's say this is the middle of the summer. So that student, that college student comes back to the office on Monday and puts their order in, or at least that's what it was in my office. And you put the order in 
And then that order is overnighted to the home office in Olean, New York, which is north of Buffalo, almost to um, the, what is that big old waterfall up there? Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls. Niagara. What is the name of that place? Yeah, Cucko enabled me to travel to Buffalo from North Carolina, and then I got to go to a casino for the first time on the Canadian side of the falls. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to try gambling. And I'm gonna try roulette. You know what? And here's forty dollars. <laughs> I'm a child. Let's try gambling. I'm not. Yeah, I'm 22, and I had no no preparation in my life <laughs> to think that okay, this is like normal. Um. So anyway, wait. Did they let you cross the border with all your knives? Yeah, but it was like going to it was like going to a business outing. <laughs> it was we were going to the corporate office to tour the factory to see how the knives were made and to meet the people in the factory who make the knives and to get an understanding of the quality and everything that has uh, that goes into I it. No, but it, you were allowed to carry your knives <laughs> across the border. It was a different time then. It was a different time. I'm not much of a dangerous weapon. You never know, Jack. <laughs> we did interrupt you once again. <laughs> no, it's okay. So the order would go to the home office where the orders were fulfilled. Like in the same way, if you went to an automobile shop and they had to order something for your car, they would send it and it would come from the manufacturer and then, at this point, this is in like early 2000s, uh, the order would get shipped directly to the customer and then oh, all nice. of the billing information and everything and all of that. Now, this is back when people were okay with putting credit cards, 16 digits and the everything For down sure. on paper with someone that they just met that was referred to them by a friend. So it was, it was a, like the olden days. <laughs> the, yeah, 2004. <laughs> so, in many ways. Yeah, so the, but that was the transaction. So, the, so I only needed to have my demo kit. Which is okay. the, that's the, the trigger point here for what people think and in certain circumstances we're taking advantage of that creates this scam, this like very. Scamsation. Scams. <laughs> I love all these words. <laughs> yes. That creates this aura Scamsation around. sweeping Kaka, the nation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you would come in, if you're a rep, you would come into an office, you would be recruited in some way, shape or form. They would put your little thing in the lunchbox. Okay. And then, yeah, and then you would show up and you would do an interview and you would learn about the product. You would learn about this history and learn that it's American made. You would learn all these things and the way that they sell the product. And then they would say, all right, we, we want to call you back in for training. And training was three days. And then you go through trainings Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then they send you out Saturday afternoon after you set up some meetings to get a, a kind of a, a start into the way. A feeling that, for it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, um, that's where you could see the advantages that people had in their networks and in their families and in their privilege that allowed them to buy or to sell the products more easily than others. Okay. So then it, it looked like as if, uh, and it very much was for a lot in a, in a lot of different areas, if you weren't from a certain area of people that had uh, a bit of uh, expendable the money, affluence, affluence. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there's, yeah, there's the word that uh, then you might, you probably weren't going to do as well. So then you get, well, is this geared only towards a certain type or is can only this type of person succeed? And there was not I a see. lot of support around uh, creating some equitability uh, and I providing. See. Now, I, there, there are also many, many, many cases and many, many people that I met who bootstrapped themselves, but those those stories existed because those people had support structure around them and everyone's story is worth celebrating but there okay. was a lot of so opportunity saying, to take advantage of people 
So are you saying the scam comes in because people start out with, like with an upper big hand. networks already? Yeah. yeah so there, so there's this like there's this promotion of an opportunity that you're going to be able to sell these like anywhere from two hundred to two thousand um, dollar orders of knives. Okay. The average order was like two hundred dollars, which is a lot for knives if you're thinking about someone buying in their home. Um, but it was an average order. The company was selling a good product. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, the uh, uh, the the reality of that versus um, the the opportunity the to make <laughs> the life on the streets <laughs> when so you're really you would, out there. So you would you would get promised either like twelve, fifteen, twenty dollars per appointment. Okay. Whether you sold yeah. anything or not, or you would get the commission from the sale, whichever was higher. So you're always going to oh, make at right. least. Yeah. So uh, on paper. But that requires you to report your your appointments properly. Um, if you don't do the math well, if you're not shown how commissions are done. So these are where the deficiencies happen, like where it, where if you happen to be hired by a poor regional manager or district manager who doesn't describe to you how you make money. Then you're going to feel taken advantage of. And that's that's where where some managers would say, you know what, I don't care. OK. Yeah, I'm just trying to recruit as many people as possible. I'm just casting a wide net. Because they get money off of your sales as well. Yes. Yeah, they get an override on your sales. Yeah. Okay. Like like most district managers do in sales organizations. But this is an interesting because it's directly motivated to recruiting as many people as possible. So that creates an incentive to, if you use it improperly, to take advantage of people. So do they get paid if they recruit more people? By the math, yes. More people yeah. means more people doing appointments, means more people selling. Uh, and But it also means that if those people do keep track of their appointments and they do turn in their timesheet, they pay that out of their money that they would have been earning. So there are, it's it's this weird world where there's a lot of honor system and not nobody to police it. And a lot oh, of people get sense. taken advantage of. Yeah. It's a lot of honor system. Yeah. Hey, I did I did 15 appointments. We'll prove it. Oh, okay, well, I can't. Right. And that or goes down I, to the olden days when you would just show up on someone's doorstep. Yeah. And you and had managers who were, I heard stories of managers who were putting in fake orders so that way oh, they would yeah. get the commission that and then somehow the product would disappear. There were managers who were um, uh, specifically, you know, targeting more affluent neighborhoods because they they knew that that's a way that they could try to build business faster and that's just that's a that's a weird way to try to to try to cultivate business it almost sounds like they gave you um it sounds really that they gave the managers a lot of free reign. So it was this company that had a system that was based on recruitment and they really just said to the managers, good guy, bad guy, whoever you are, you're sort of in charge of this. And then that's where people could get taken advantage of. It sounds like you had a really nice experience though. And you might've had a great manager and felt that it was, I mean, that's so nice because you never hear good stories from this. You only hear the scams. People only want to complain. And we've had calls in, we've read emails. We get a lot of that. But it sounds like you had a really good experience, which is fascinating to us. It's yeah. rare. Yeah. Did you make money? Was it good? I so yes. I I was able to feed myself and to to uh, at that age, what to that two thousand four, twenty two, going twenty three, uh, yeah, twenty two, twenty to twenty four. I was able Adorbs. to feed myself, to entertain myself, and to um, 
uh, keep myself uh, 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 as healthy as I could during that time. But I was working all the time because I really got into it. I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was it, it gave me the career that I have now. But um, the the experience that I had was very fortunate. And there That's there awesome. are there are um, there are benefiting incentives like I was referred by somebody, this guy, Matt, who referred me to the business. He got a little percentage of everything that I sold from there on out. And I sold for two more years. Most people only last about two to three weeks. <gasps> really? Uh, so they don't yeah. even care if you don't. They they're aware that it won't be that long of employment. They just try to get as many people as possible. Yeah, it, it's it's a numbers game. Yeah. And then the way you were describing it earlier, it's a franchise business. That's it, the simplest way to describe it. Yes, so these yes. district managers create a partnership with Cutco to where Cutco provides them resources and product and fulfillment. And then the managers provide the recruitment and, and Vector is their, their support arm. It's a, I, it's a business that's not very unusual, but it, in the way that, that, uh, that people work together um, to create these, uh, what am I trying to say here? Like the, uh, the network of it and the to web To create of the it. network, yeah, it, it creates an interesting incentive. And if you're not hiring good managers, then you've got pockets of really bad reputation that go national very quickly. And that's what they've got. It's unfortunate. Mm. For a lot of people. Would you say that y you were able to be like the top of the pyramid or like where were you in the pyramid? <laughs> you know, so the bottom, the bottom is like the people who last two to three weeks who don't make any money, but you're able to support yourself. Are you like in the top? Or are you somewhere in the middle? I was. It sounds like you were successful. I was a, I was a hard Michael Scott in, in the, <laughs> in the, in the knife, in the knife pyramid of, of this world. Okay. Yeah, I was running a district office. I did a manager thing and then I, or sorry, I did the rep thing and then I did the assistant manager thing and then I became a manager in training and then my manager decided to leave and I took over his territory. And so oh, I was so recruiting and training. Yeah, I was, well, I was trying to be. Well, here's uh, my question. And I Jack made lots of mistakes and tons of stupid stories. Well, okay, we're, I want to hear all those. I, well, my thought is that for this business model, they don't care if people if they recruit people and they only work two to three weeks, because if you buy something that has a lifetime guarantee, you're not necessarily getting repeat sales. It's not like you're opening a store and people come yes. in. You're kind the of like marketing. it's that one and done. Sue, this is now we're talking about lifetime value of a product, right? This is marketing and, and, yeah. and advertising. This is, yeah, it's like, all right, we're going to have somebody spend $2,000 and then they're never going to spend any money with us right. again. So we don't, necessarily care and i mean that just in a numbered sense yeah we don't care who valuable. puts it in that yeah so it's like jack put it in their hands or katie put it in their hands or sue it doesn't and matter the more people that they yeah. get are more ground that they can cover there's more families there's more people supporting that individual or that individual's network so then you can just sort of like create it then burn it up and go and move on uh yeah <laughs> not yeah, that dramatically but like yeah, i mean like yeah, you don't have to keep yeah, I mean, the that, bridges the bridges can be yeah, burned they, with that sale there's Here's the here's the one, and you're, this is so salesy. People always got to eat. True, I love food. And you know that a sharp Everybody. knife is a safe knife. Okay, don't know, don't. Well, I mean, I have been told that, but I'm still afraid of sharp knives. That's just my issue. I'm a vegetarian, so I like. <laughs> then don't. you should. Have I'm a vegetarian. The... I don't use knives that much. <laughs> no, we need to get you some good knives: celery, potatoes, tomatoes. We can really help you to to up your culinary game here with the right knives. 
<laughs> sorry. <laughs> I can snap right into it. I'm sorry. I was, <laughs> was going to say, like, I, I, I think it's confusing. Like, didn't you get to a point where it's like saturated? If you only have these like one time customers, how did you keep finding new customers and keep succeeding at this in the same geographic location? Uh, I, I, I was there for two years. Right. So, so my, my uh -huh. family of people that I reached out to now will not need to buy Cutco where they're going to buy Cutco a little bit of supplementary here and maybe they're nostalgic and they want to help a little kid or they just want to go online. I love that child. Yes. Yes. Tommy next door. He's a good guy. Love just Tommy. needs, just needs some regiment. He needs Tommy some tech. <laughs> Let's get him a notebook <laughs> or a knife. Yes. <laughs> Tommy okay. boy. Yeah, who also was trying to do right by his father. My mm -hmm. dad also was a salesman too. So I thought this mm -hmm. is what, you know, I was like, oh, well, of course. I can't I, I can't go be on radio, so I'll just uh, be a salesperson. <laughs> so you f were able to still find new customers in your area? Yeah, so it, it can get saturated, yes. It can get saturated quickly because if you... If you're trying to go into specific neighborhoods, and, and this is how some of the best reps thought, is that if you work your way into um, affluent neighborhoods and you, do, you take a keeping up with the Joneses approach, mm -hmm. then, then House A is going to want to buy the same $2,000 set that House B did. So then you just oh. cycle through and you go through the development. And that was, I mean, this is, this is how sales approaches, uh, this is how sales are approached generally in any industry. Yeah. But it's, it makes it really interesting when you're thinking about, all right, well, let's get a Google map shot of this, this development. Sure. And I start marking little dots through. It's like, okay, all right, I've been to this house. I've been to this house. I haven't been to the Smith's house. And it makes it a little interesting. It it's makes it very, a little weird. It's laid out there very simply in a way. You're like, it's not... You don't have to like mind. I'm just trying to put a good calls. product yeah. in these people's homes so that way they can eat. Also, it's kind of a weird business model to put a kid in someone's home that way. I would not want a young white man with knives in my home <laughs> who I did not know. I just wouldn't. Not this year. No. <laughs> no, no. Not this year. I just pretend that I'm not home. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jack. Uh, to avoid that, I just hide. Do you guys want to know what the secret to Cutco was? Yes. Tell us everything. Yeah. The secret to Cutco was asking people for referrals. Was saying oh. to you, so saying to you, Katie. So you got Lewis. You got a kid that you want to you that you want to feed. You want to feed him healthy stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'll ask you. You maybe you help me out. Maybe you don't buy anything, and that's fine. Maybe I creeped you out. Whatever. That's fine. No, you're lovely. I'm, I, I'm, uh, oh, well, that's We're talking about the but, other creepy managers <laughs> with that yeah, weird mustache. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh, so then I'll say, Hey, do you know anyone else who likes to eat? Okay. And you'll say, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, cool, cool, cool. Cause it's like, uh, is it, is it one of your neighbors or somebody like that? Yeah. Great. Let's give them a call. Maybe they might want to help me out with what I'm doing. Okay. You know, help me out with my job. Help me out with my scholarship. Yes, help me out with what I'm trying other, to raise money. And I like start to feel for your experience. Yes. Yeah. And it's good. I mean, and it's that was bad. how, that's how, that's how Kirby was sold. Kirby vacuums and how Avon was sold and Mary Kay is still sold. And you know, you're building that relationship and it's an old school way of sales. Mm -hmm. But with the college kid thing, it's a little interesting. It gets a little dicey. It works. It works. Well, so what, um, what was your, so I'd open the door and realize, I love you, Jack, come into my house, sit down, let's talk about knives and tea and coffee. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. What do you start to talk about? Like, this is the thing where I 
would start sweating because I am in someone's house. I personally, as a woman, I'm like, oh yeah. my God, I'm in someone's house. I have knives, but they could be dull because they're my sample knives. I'm nervous. What do you do as a salesperson? Okay. So you, you got to, this is the best part about it. This is the fun, like, like, yeah, we want a demo side of the of demo. Okay. Okay. All right, so you got. All right, so I'm gonna walk into your home. You've invited me into your home. This is all consensual. Yes, turns you, out you're you not got, creepy. We do like you. So, Katie, yes. you got referred to We've me by Sue. We've given you consent. Sue. Yeah. All right. Yes. Yeah. Katie, you got referred to me by Sue. Sue said, "Hey, I got referred to him by by somebody else who I yeah. trust. He was very nice. I bought a couple uh, knives off of him. Uh, he's working on this thing. So you invite me into your home, and here here's how I go. All right. Okay, let's do it. That's no longer your kitchen. That's mine. All right. I oh. I get myself a glass of water and then I ask you no if you way. want something. So now <gasps> wow. now you're no longer uh host in your own home. I'm hosting you. <gasps> wow. That is okay. crazy, Jack. That's so manipulative, that is, Jack. You're not allowed to do that in my house. <laughs> <laughs> no. This is the company was started in 1949. This is this wholesome Kirby vacuum. Hey, you have oh dirt on your God. rug. I have a vacuum right here. Can I help you? This I is a very that, like that would 1960s style off. sales approach. Yeah, I would be so thrown off. I'd be like, It was in uh, Mad Men. They showed this guy. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, I would just be so thrown off because immediately I love hosting and be like, here, have a cookie, have a cupcake, sit down. Oh, wow. No, what I'll happened? get the cookie for you. Any... No, it's okay. You have a seat. You've been on your feet all day. It's uh... okay. Just have a seat. Okay, yeah. I'll take the, I'll take that water. Did Thank anybody you. freak out? Was anybody like, whoa, 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 this is like my position as the hostess of the house has totally changed. Okay. This is North Carolina. This is 2004. This is a very American, a very wholesome part of North Carolina. Yeah. This is post 9-11. Okay. And I'm just a kid with a big old baby face trying to do no harm you. but earn money. <gasps> but at this time, I'm like, I'm trying to go to the bars and like have a phenomenal yes. time in my life. But I was selling knives to do that. And uh, so I didn't have any problems. People invited me in their home because they just wanted to help me. And Jack, you're like the sweetest oh. guy who's helping them. Like you're like a gentleman. Look, I, look the product is great. So I was sold. So I'm like, uh, is this how you want me to sell this? Okay, cool. Yeah. So you just sit down, Katie, and I'm going to host you in your home. And I'm going to show oh. you how you can make green beans at, right here in the pot with just a little bit of water. I'm going to steam them right up. And then I'm going to take them out. And I'm going to show you how you need to use a knife that protects your wrist. So oh. that way you protect, you protect your the way you're using your wrist so that way you don't harm yourself more. So then so you're taking care of me in repetitive every Repetitive yeah. stress. Yeah. 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 And, and it's very, look, it's very polite. There is not, yeah. there's nothing untoward. There's nothing about this. There's nothing suggestive. This isn't the graduate. Nothing, nothing like want, that ever happened to me. people falling in love with you though? Oh, yes. yes. I mean, this is yes. when I developed my charm, I yes. think. And that's a, that's a little braggart. I'm sorry. No, you should. But it's where I, cause I'm, yeah, it was great. There was like, there was all, all met, like, think about every, every salesperson iteration you've ever seen, seen right. in every, any TV show or movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the sleazy, the, the car salesman all the way up to like the power broker and everything in between. Um, all of that existed in, in Kaka. You had the, the nerd salesperson who was trying to like mastermind, which is the right neighborhood. Then you had the, um, the 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 rich kid the affluent kid who immediately just popped off with like ten grand in sales, 
Wow. When you had uh, like the kid, the, there was a kid who started right before me who sold $27,000 in his first 10 days. And he, he just, he was in a good neighborhood and he followed the plan, okay. which was something that Cutco always said. But this kid was somebody they put up on a pedestal and he did a good job and he followed the plan. It was really kind of like two plus two about it, which How made it very would weird. How much make about like from that, from the 27,000 <clears throat> so sales? They had a progress, and mind you, that Cutco did not require like Mary Kay or like other MLMs or other direct marketing companies. Cutco did not require anyone to buy um, inventory, meaning that they did not have 20 um, chef oh, knives like in their Lula back Rowe. in the trunk. Yes, like you don't yeah, like Lula Rowe. Yeah. yeah. So um, Cutco just sent reps out into the field, had them take orders. The orders went to fulfillment at headquarters, and then it got shipped out like Amazon. Okay. Um, so it was like a kid was your Amazon portal. Think okay, about cool. that. Wait, That's adorbs. So you, wait, so you said that there's all types of salesmen, but were they all white men <laughs> oh yeah yeah so that's why i was sorry that's why i was going to yeah, yeah thank yes you. thank you sue for keeping me on track i yes. gotta know you gotta know so i gotta know it, depending you gotta think about it like um like if you were gonna start uh anything in any community like it's gonna be a little indicative of the to- the little the total area the kids that typically did the best were white kids but typically yeah. white boys um but then you would have little surprises here and there um, that were phenomenal and the company would gravitate towards those stories, as you would imagine, like any commercial company does now when they find someone that's a person of color uh, or someone that is a little interesting. They add it to their marketing. Um, but, yeah, in my in my specific neighborhood, I can speak from my personal experience. Most of the kids that did well were white. Most of the um, the manager, their managers that then moved on were white and there would be the occasional. Um, exception to that uh so it it was all because of the price point right you don't mm-hmm. you know you, you don't car dealerships put their dealerships in specific areas where it where they want to sell their cars so you know you you put your regional offices in areas where you want to sell your high-end knives your you know 200 or two thousand dollar knives cul-de-sac places. wait of course but wait i have a follow-up question do you think that being a white like because you're still in sales right yeah that's for my your career. job yeah since 2004 but, that's so, my career yeah but do you think that being a white male helps yes. sales overall like oh in, my yeah of God, course yes. because yes i have i pe- go ahead sorry and here i am talking over you i apologize no it's okay but <laughs> i should be dragged people see no, 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 you're doing great. No, you're right. So people see white men as like the authority. So you're, if you're telling somebody something, if you're like, these are the best knives, people are like, oh my God, they are the best knives. And I feel like that is inherently oh, yeah. the authoritativeness is a white man thing. Uh, I, so my boss who, rec- who recruited me was a white male. So authoritatively yeah. by the way I was reared, uh, I took what he said as chapter and verse. And then uh, I then pass that on in, in, in the same cyclical way. And I've, I gained a lot of confidence during that time, but it was also provided to me um, with limited effort. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I, I, I did not see a lot of the disadvantages, a lot of the um, isolation that was given to certain types of applicants, certain types of recruitees. Uh, because I was just cruising along, selling my knives, 
moving up the chain, right. having a good time, and getting I'm not getting uh, all of the fun. Yeah, I'm not dragging. I'm not dragging you or anything, oh, and yeah. I'm not no, saying that that's like whatever. Okay, yeah. I'm just saying like there is inherently this thing that like helps that helped you succeed at it. Uh, yes, yeah, one hundred percent. I all I had to do was just follow the plan. Like that was the yeah that was the thing. Just follow the plan and it'll work out. And the and their plan is great. It's basics and sales. It it was a good plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's helped me to have a great career because I I have a lot of those basics. But uh, uh, the the fact that I was a white male, twenty two, twenty three years old, and had a network of people that I knew could spend two hundred dollars and would do it either for me or would do it because they suddenly saw a good knife. Mm-hmm. that I knew I was going to succeed. So all I had to do was just just forge ahead. But there were a lot of people who came in, had a bad experience. They had just spent $200 on a kit, on a demo kit, which yeah. is the expense that you had to make. That, that was the, the thing. The first one was a $200 demo kit. Yeah, you didn't have to buy inventory. You didn't have to do the Lulu. Okay. The Lu, what? Mm-hmm. Lulu. Lulu. Yeah, Lulu. Thank you. Sorry, thank you. I almost said Lululemon. I know that's not their app stores. Sorry. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so, uh, so it, it, you didn't have to buy inventory, but you did have to buy the kit, which was about $200, anywhere from 180 to like $200. Okay. And that you, you couldn't get reimbursement on. I didn't have that experience. I was lucky. But what do you mean? Uh, I was in a test market where they were, they were trying to see if, if, reps weren't asked to commit $200 to buy a demo kit, were they still successful? So it was like an A-B test. You know, try them here in a market where they do buy, try them here in the market where they don't buy. And uh, and uh, you won. <laughs> and I won, yeah. I didn't you have did to buy it. a market I, I didn't, or a, a demo kit. And I got uh, lucky. Yeah. Wait, so how much would the $27,000 sale make that person? Okay. I can try to do the math, but or let me just... Or just a ballpark. Just, I don't... I don't even okay. know like math what's myself, a per- commission so no percentage. So there's a there's a progressive commission schedule or a progressive commission scale, where at a at a zero to a thousand dollars you make ten percent, okay. and then it in sales. So you I sell you ten one hundred dollar knives. That's thousand dollars in sales. I make ten percent of that. Then from ten from a thousand dollars in sales to fifteen hundred dollars in sales, you make fifteen percent, and then it grows but and it grows and it grows and grows. You only make fifteen percent of that five hundred extra dollars. That no, you would make uh, uh so if I sold a thousand dollars and it was at ten percent commission, I would make ten I would make the hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. And then at fifteen hundred dollars I would make fifteen percent of everything that I sold. Okay. So for that next five hundred dollars I would make an extra five percent. So it didn't matter if your first day or second day, depending on whatever you sold, however it, that is, then you exactly. would make a higher percentage. So if you if you were, and here's where it feels scammy, is that if you were someone who was eager to make a buck, but you had uh, unfortunately learning deficiencies and you couldn't really quite comprehend the training because the training is very, um, uh, it, it's very like Socrates, right? It's very just like very verbose. They're just training you the entire time. They're talking at you for three days. That's hard. And then so, mm. yeah, and it's hard for you to comprehend that. And then you're sent out to go do this training where you don't really understand the process and you don't make any sales and you don't quite understand how to do the, 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 the math appointment process. It. Yeah, to say, oh, well, I, I didn't sell anything, but I'm at least deserving of $15 per appointment. I did 10 appointments. Can I have 
So if you start that and then the manager just, and these managers, like I said, I was 23 years old and I don't know how to work with someone with a learning deficiency. I don't know how to work with, I don't have an HR department because I'm a 1099. I'm a franchisee. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm just trying to do something with that. I think's cool. Holy crap. They just promoted me. Mm-hmm. It's really, yeah. Uh, anyway, so I, we, so the, the commission that you're asking for <clears throat> is I think it comes out. So at $25,000 in career sales, you make half of everything. So, Wait, and so we would do that up to that point. It's, it's not $25,000 on one sale. It's $25,000 accumulated over the time you've spent. Correct. Or okay. if you suddenly found somebody that wanted to buy 25 grand of yeah. knives. Yes. But you're, yes, it is. Yeah. And then you start so, making half and then let's say the next everything. day you go, oh, every time you make half. So the next day you only sell a hundred dollars, you still get $50 from that. Correct. Okay. And that comes from the company. That's just the, you know, it's built into the cost of the product. Wow. Yeah. So it's, yeah, just like the cost then, of commission to the sales rep at a car dealership is built into the cost of the car. That this is built in the same way. And then what about what we're so, <laughs> this is so interesting Sorry. to us. That's okay. Um, what I was just, <laughs> go ahead. Okay, I'm just going to say, what would your direct manager over you get each time? You got to sell. So, what percentage did they get? I'm trying to think. So I was thinking about that earlier. Uh, it, it's a little foggy. So the direct manager would get um, an override, which is a common sales commission term uh, that uh, describes uh, the or, or that, that calculates the amount of overall sales for all of his reps or okay. her reps. Okay. And there were a lot of female managers, uh, but it was mostly male. Uh, and there, the, those managers would get, I think it was around 10 to 12% is what my memory is telling me. Of the overall but then profits if, from all their people. From all of their people. So there were some really well-oiled, manag- uh, well-oiled territories where these managers had um, senior reps that had been working them for three or four summers. And so their assistant meant much like going to summer camp, you know, the, the younger people become the... Oh, and they uh, all know each uh, other. Assistant managers, and they all know each other. It becomes this like summer job thing. And so then these offices would become well-oiled machines, and they would have 150, 200 reps out in the field in the summer. And then you'd have senior reps selling big, like $10,000, $15,000 weeks. And these managers, like there are some managers that are living in $600,000, $800,000 homes. and, And But their reps were also making good money. And then there were the few unfortunate reps that just, oh, you can't do it. Yeah, we're not going to help you out. Right. Oh. It all falls. In you the know, because it was a numbers. It's a numbers game. Yeah. What was the shadiest thing that you feel like you saw, like either a sales tactic or a rep? Like, what are, what's some hot goss from Cutco? Uh, let's see. So <clears throat> because there was a, a this and this is the shady thing, right? Because there was a personal referral aspect like i said i got referred by my friend matt who made a little like one percent of 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 commission on everything that i sold as Mm -hmm. a thank you for referring me that's the way it's all marketed um and that's not unusual in other or in other companies but uh the they would set up incentives to to try to uh to try to motivate people to bring in as many referrals as possible that the math was if we have a referral versus somebody we don't know who applied off a newspaper ad, 
the referral is more likely to stay, probably more likely to sell more, probably more likely to do better. So you would have this incentive of where people would start referring a lot of their friends and then they would then get motive or, or, or um, pressured to motivate their friends. And now you've got the pyramid. Okay. Now you've got, now you've got where people were starting to, to ask other people to work for them and then they're not working. So it can, I didn't have that experience quickly into that. Is, it can, yeah. yeah, it can. And then if, it, if it, this manager isn't, doesn't care or wants to take advantage of the system or wants to say, all right, fine, if I'm creating a, a world of more people working, I'm, you know, I'm scaling my business, then they think they're doing a good job. But if you're a 22-year-old kid, maybe you're not getting coached very well on what feels like good business versus questionable business. Mm-hmm. That's when it can get a little dicey. Yeah. Is Cutco still around? Do people still sell knives door to door? Yeah. Not right now. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> Get the <laughs> not hell out now, of my no. neighborhood. There's another fun little thing here. <laughs> and it's and it's great because uh current media like Wolf of Wall Street allows allows this to feel a little bit more fun, but it can feel very aggressive in the moment. There was like in any high pressure sales origin organization. There's always, you know, a psychopath, a psychopath, you know, you know, pe- people who need to hold on. He take a sip of water. An embezzler, uh, a murderer, a con artist, you name it. We've, we've seen it. I want to know basically how you were in a situation that, it, okay. So if I worked for Cutco, I would have been so bad at it because my dyslexia plus my like need to please. And I would just like. I would just be so bad in that because I would be one of those like my learning disability would just like flourish. But how did you find a way to be in that situation? Because I feel like we get a lot of our listeners have been approached, have been asked, like are like newbies or looking for jobs and they get sort of like washed over by these shit managers. Like how do how would you thrive in a situation? Because all of these if it's an MLM, if it's just a great business, if it's marketing, if it's sales, they all have like a couple examples of someone who did it really well, who like is successful. Like how, do you have any advice or any idea of like how you could sort of get one over on the big guy? If someone wants to be a Cutco entrepreneur like yourself, but successful, <laughs> what advice would you give them? Um, all right. So Cutco sets it up for you, right? The, the, again, it, People take advantage of it uh, because of their privilege and they're able to gain access to to markets that let me start this over. That's boring. Yeah, that's okay. Okay. No, 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 no. I can feel Kate going, shut up. Oh, <laughs> I love a wife in the room. Yeah, this is great. This is great. Cause she's right, because that was boring. No, it's fine. Uh, all right. No, so I please mean, ask you're, the question you're again. Dis- okay, so so Jack, like how would you be successful? Because I feel like there's a lot against you as an employee or as a freelancer. So how do you beat the system and how are you successful in something like this? Yeah. If someone wants to be a young Cutco entrepreneur or young living or whatever the MLM is, what is your advice to them if they want to conquer their market? Oh, okay. Yes. That's a good question. It, it's keep it simple. <gasps> Ooh, it's describe. keep it simple. Yeah. I, it's like the, 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 the way I've turned that my Cutco in, experience into like a, a, an actual phenomenal, mm-hmm. successful sales career. Um, humble brag. 
And <laughs> that, 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 how I was able to do that is that you learn how to keep things simple with Cutco. Cause if you don't, uh, especially at that age, cause they're recruiting you 18 to 24 years old, uh, then you're, you can't be successful. So you got to keep it simple. All I'm doing is calling people to set up a time to introduce them to a good product. Uh, I'm going to ask them if they want to buy it. If they don't want to buy it, I'll ask them why. And they'll say probably because they're too expensive. And then I'll find them something in their price. And then I'll ask them if they know anyone that wants to eat. And then I'll just repeat that process. And if you keep it that simple and you do the math, 10 appointments a week, and then keep, keep your, uh, your recruitment going, like you're not recruitment. Wow. <laughs> your referrals going, mm-hmm. then, then all, that's all you have to do. Like that's Cutco 101. You just follow okay. the plan. Yeah. But I think... it really helps if you're a white man. <laughs> oh, Jack. <laughs> it does. And I know that we're picking. Oh, There's many I a manager out picking... there. There's many a manager out there who would agree with me. And it's, it's because it they don't want to, uh, to admit it. Because it's this whole thing like, no, anyone can bootstrap themselves. No, no you're No, come honest. on. You know. I was so and fucking that's, lucky. And that's the American, the American dream right there, baby. Yes. You can bootstrap yourself you're, if you're a white man. But you know what? But also, though, you are working very hard. It's not like he's, it doesn't sound Jack and we know you. It doesn't sound like you just walked in. You were like, you guys should do this. You're not like one of those like privileged guys who just comes in and says he wants something and takes it. Like you understood the product. You studied it. You understood like whatever you needed. And it sounds like you worked your ass off for it, too. Of course. Yeah. I did. I, I, I worked really hard and the co- the company is a good company and they treated me really well. Um, but I uh, saw a lot of privilege. I, I was privileged from where I grew up and the people that I was able to sell to. So I looked like a rock star mm-hmm. because I looked like somebody they wanted to look like a rock star. And that's. Oh, that's interesting. You know, that's a part of their brand and, and that's cool. And I fit their brand and I got lucky from it. But there's some. The uh, Kate's asking me to talk to you about the conventions. The conventions were fun because it was. Oh, my God. Like, Any kind of a convention is. Nuts. I can't Can tell I just... you how office some of it felt. It, it felt like how uh, the the show. It the felt. show, the office. Yeah. Yeah. I want to hear about the conventions, but I just want to say one thing. So like without Cutco Knives, we probably wouldn't have the more banana podcast network. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> So That's we true. owe well, the more banana maybe, network to Cutco knives. We were, I don't know. It's no, yeah, it's sappy. I was gonna, I was gonna meet her. Aww. Like that was gonna happen. So it was either I was gonna be, I don't know, some sort of poor pathetic drummer up here trying to play music, and then meeting her in a bar, or I was gonna be a salesperson meeting her in a bar. And Cutco yeah, and you know, don't no, don't fall for it. He's conning you right now. No. It's not. No, it's, it's we're sincere. being scammed. It is. He's scamming yeah. you. I it is great. Also, Jack. are you hungry? I could cut up some pineapple for you. <laughs> we have we have Cutco knives in our kitchen. We do. Wait, are Jack, they good? can you actually give us a sample? I want to see you cutting knives. And what what would you say to people when can you're you cutting knives? Go get the scissors. Go get a penny. I will film it. Yes. We have, oh my God, um, in my honest opinion, I don't like the knives. <laughs> I do. Why? I do Guys, love the scissors. The and Kate now has taken the mic <laughs> and she's telling us. No, he truth. knows I don't like the knives. Listen, I don't bullshit him. Okay, He's a salesman. Course. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to be conned Wait. by my own husband. <gasps> so you, but, why yeah. don't you like them? 
I I have uh, I worked in restaurants. I worked in kitchens, and I've just seen a lot of other knives, and so and these I just don't like. I think there's better ones out there. Are there better ones for like the average person? It's or like do you a, have to be a kitchen person. Yeah, I guess that's the question. These are fine for the average person. There's nothing wrong with them, and they do have a lifetime guarantee, so we can always turn them in and get a brand new one. So fine, fine. <laughs> <laughs> this is a whole marriage struggle right here. We're witnessing. You guys are being so nice to him. I was like, I was like, Jack, be prepared to be razzed because no. if I was on here, I specifically didn't want to be on the episode because uh, I, I would not have been as nice as you. <laughs> Wait, what should we be asking that we're not asking? Um, you, I mean, you guys are d- doing totally fine. I, I just, I, I would be yelling, uh, it sounds like a scam every five minutes. Hi. Hi. Wanted yes, to I found I found everything I need for a demonstration. So, Jack, okay, you're you're in my house again. All right. I've let you in because you're sweet little baby face, and you got me a glass of water, which yes. is so gentlemanly. And now you're giving yeah. me a demo. Are we cooking beans? What are we doing? Um, I I like I like to do the the steam green beans. Most people have green beans or or something that you can steam. I fully broccoli do not or, or carrots <laughs> or something like that. So if you broccoli, if you yeah. use the Cutco um, cookware right. Because it's a five ply, so you want to do like low and slow, like the way that that a, a gourmet chef would teach you. And so you use just a little bit of water in the the pot in the right way to where you cre- create steam. So you're using less water and you're cooking way less than the nutrients of the vegetable. Okay. So I'm doing that off to the side this while telling you about show. it. And then I'm saying, hey, can you want to see something funny? And uh, I do. and they'll go cool, and I'll bring out the super shears. These are the number seventy seven super shears oh. right here. They uh, they come apart, and so you can clean them. Okay. They have a, an ergonomic design. They're made with the same thermo resin handle. Oh that, my uh, God, guys! He's showing us the handle. He's showing heat us resistant. it pulls apart. He knows the whole thing. Yeah, this it's is the high carbon surgical stainless steel. It's got a little bit of before. a perforated cut on on one area here. Wow. Got nice, nice action, <laughs> nice action. I love that. So it, nice here's what's great. So again, it's it's 440A high carbon surgical stainless steel. Same type of steel that we were told at Cutco that was used to make surgical instruments for um, precise medical procedures. So if that's well, true, I don't know if that's, that's true, what but I was taught at Cutco. You were told that, so good on you. There we go. So, so there's something to true, research. You could cut your leg off with If them. you needed it. I think. Yes. Yeah. 128 hours Cutco shoes. Give these babies something yeah. they can really cut. <laughs> Give these children something they can really <laughs> stab into a person's body. First. How about a penny? Now I'm I'm I I'm pretty sure, and this is something that uh, managers would do it as, as a joke, and I was taught as a joke. I'd go, I'm pretty sure that this is illegal because I'm defiling, uh, I'm defiling federal property, and I really Uh-oh. hope that this isn't going to get me in trouble. That's because I'm say. cutting a penny with these super shears, and I'm cutting what? them in a way, you know, because I'm. I'm doing this like it's nothing because I'm trying to, you know, to display how tough the shears are. And they are. They're they're pretty tough. But are you struggling? They're really good. Secretly? No, I'm not struggling at all. No, they're they're good. They're good. Uh, and so then I would <gasps> say, here you go, Katie. I <gasps> made you uh, a little rose. <gasps> he just cut Jack, a penny in half. While we're chatting. That's really cool. Wow. Yeah. wow. So I'm that's what I'm saying. Sold. The product's great. They're uh, the, they have a double D edge. Which is, you know, Titties, if you're a 22 year old boy, it's never good. So that's the way that they would call their their sharp edge was the double D edge. Mm-hmm. It was very strange. Nice. 
So do you think overall Cutco is a scam? I think it's a poorly marketed business opportunity yes. for adults, for young adults. So the product I you think it like, could be marketed but... better. I scam. I don't. I. You're being awfully loyal <laughs> it's to Cutco scammy. right now, Jack. It's. I had a great experience. Like well, it I'm feel just scammy to you. That's what's amazing. It did not feel scammy to me. I had a great experience. It gave me foundation for the rest of my life for career. It, it taught me a lot about how to be a professional. I. It gave me an idea of what it was like to work within a team. Yeah, and it sounds it was like my a structure. first job. Yeah, I, it was a structure. It was reporting into the office on Mondays to turn in your orders. It was going to Thursday meetings. It was, you know, it was like fun camp, but all the time. I know. And, and I, did really, I did really well at it. So it's hard for me to call it a scam. There are managers there that are made scam it scammy. Elements, right. There are, there people are, that are scammers. managers that made it scammy. And there was a time that Cutco, <clears throat> I don't know if they publicly admitted it. I don't know if they, but they have addressed it. It was talked about by managers that there was a time in the 90s where it was pre-internet, you know, pre-dissemination of, of personal experiences like Yelp, like saying, hey, I love this, right. or LinkedIn or Glassdoor, I love this job, I love this company, I love this. Yeah, it was a time pre-internet where, where companies like this could thrive. Yeah. You had Quickstar and Amway and, and these other companies who make phenomenal products. That's the weird thing, man. It's actually good. Some of these, some of these, some of these companies they make good products and then they just put this really old school sales approach to it. Me speaking as a sales professional now, 15 years, 16 years later, why, why, why wouldn't you find different, um, different, different distribution methods? Well, Dif so yeah, what different would you sales do? methods. What would you do, Jack, if you were like the head of Cutco, what would you do to make it if you still think the product is a great product, which it could be, I don't know anything about them, but what would you do to make it feel better, more honest, not, you know, and take care oh, of its there, people? I mean, I mean, in a post-COVID world? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, people are going to think about eating very differently. They're going to value the tools and the products that they have in their home. So if someone tells them that here's an American-made product that they could buy that's great for them, that lasts them generations, then they should buy it. And I think people would buy it because people, I think maybe we are, I've got an isolated view, but we're cooking a lot more. Yeah. So uh, I would say that their product's in a good position to do really well. What they, what, what, if I was their, their CMO yeah. or if I was uh, uh, up the chain at Cutco in Olean, New York. It's such a beautiful area of New York in the middle of just nowhere. <laughs> okay, they're great. We sorry, know. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Kate's keeping me up. She's like, stay on, land your plane. Um, what would you do so, if you were uh, the head of marketing? Yeah, I, I, they're, they're already trying to, to develop an online presence, but they, they should start working with, um, with some of the, the more boutique home shops. You know, they, they need to distribute through different- For stores. Um, yeah, they need to go where, where consumers are buying now. Inviting people in home is great, and it and it worked. But is it going to work now? Is it going to work uh, in in mm. this kind of you know? And now now this is like investigative journalism. Like, does the direct market model work in a post COVID world? Well, and then mm. that's very interesting. And then Jack, also, would you feel like would you do away or would you keep sort of the ladder of managers, or do you think that's like it sounds to me like a lot of money overhead, all the different that's managers. A but that's a that's a business model business. that's going to exist because of the American dream. Okay, that's all this is. Mm. This is the American dream. This is just, you know, my I had a phenomenal experience. 
I I did. So this is such a like I. No, we know it, it's isolated the, and perfect, but like so many can... people need to be hugged for the experience that they had. So many. I'm sorry. No, nope. I was going to just ask you about the conventions because I had interrupted. You. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. So the conventions. So I want you to go to like the um the later seasons of The Office okay. where they're trying to build the pyramid, uh, and which is ironic, right? Um, that they're trying to build the pyramid and, and, and Jim is wearing eyeliner and, uh, <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? No. Like when they're t- trying yes. to be the Apple store, Saber's trying to be the Apple store for whatever they were making. All right. So the conventions were kind of like that where we were all on either side and we would announce the top salesperson for like that two weeks and we would all celebrate it and it was all positive reinforcement. But I want you to keep in mind that this is in the summer and everyone is 18 to 22 years old. So we're all just horny. Yeah, right. sounds hot. So we're, so we're at, we're at a, uh, uh, some sort of like summer resort. So we were in like Kings Island or Kings Head or something like that, South Carolina. And, um, and we were doing the convention thing and, and celebrating everyone's successes. And mind you, everyone's making money. These are kids that are going to say, I got $2,000 this summer. I can pay for my books. Some kids would do that. Some kids would blow it on video games and weed or whatever. Mm-hmm. But whatever you did when Purses, you were 22 in 2004. It's important to Caitlin Purses, Rodney, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of yeah. Drugs. Uh, but that, that's it. That's it. Is that the, the way I was taught as a manager, and this is, this is a, a very old school Zig Ziglar, like Dale Carnegie, yeah. um, old school like sales approaches that you try to, you try to help the rep find what it is that drives them to sell, sell like very American dream style. Okay. And then that's what you would use to drive that person to succeed. And so oh, we would do like- the, we would celebrate at these conventions and uh, the conventions would get really fun, but there was, you know, it had this like business meeting style and nobody told us that you could or could not drink if you were over 21. So it felt like you were sneaking out to go drink if you were over 21. Uh, at these conventions, and so it was like l- sneaking out of camp to go to a bar to maybe hook up with someone and then try to get back into your hotel room, or you were trying to hook up with someone from another office. That sounds amazing. It was very innocent, but like it was that's all everyone was doing was either selling knives, celebrating that they sold knives or trying to bang. Of course, I have a question knives no, and banging fun. go you hand know. in hand. Of course, ew! Children um, and knives this whole thing is so violent. Kate's giving me violent good direction. In my mind. Thank you for pulling uh, me along. I have a question. Do you think that you were in a cult? It is. It is the way that 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 CrossFit's a cult. Like yeah, it's very that, exciting. That CrossFit people that CrossFit people will admit and go, "Fuck yeah, I'm in a cult." Are you kidding me? Look at yeah. my abs. I drink Tito's. Yeah. yeah. I ate raw meat this morning. And then at Cutco, it's like, it's fuck yeah, I sling blades. I sell knives. What do you do for a living? I make half, baby. <laughs> That's what we would say. I made half. Yes. Yeah. I, I, so the top promotion is field sales manager, FSM. And that, that's when you made uh, half. And you make that for the rest of your life. So if I decided to start selling knives right now, I was like, you know what? I'm going to bang it out through uh, Park Slope. I'm going to hit all the, the house do moms it. who want to. Do it. I want to buy knives and I go sell a thousand dollars worth of knives, five hundred dollars. 
Oh, so yeah. that's a cool opportunity it's like when on you're in Weight paper. Watchers and you get lifetime membership <laughs> and you can go back no matter how much weight you've gained and you can still get a free membership. Not that I'm working on that, but you know, <laughs> that's great. I like it. I love lifetime. I like it. So you can always fall back on knife sales if our economy is completely it sounds shitty like you after will. in a post-COVID world. Yeah, it sounds and like I, already figured there it is out. An, there should. is like an Armageddon apocalyptic uh, back end of this that, you know, if, if I really wanted to, I could start providing yes. um, close, close proximity weaponry close for people shaves. who are trying to survive yes. the zombie apocalypse pennies. that is coming. Yes. Roses of pennies. A nine-inch chef's knife. It's like $149, people. Here we go. Wow. America. Oh Wait, gosh. did you ever get would Support are there America. any discounts on <laughs> this? Made in only in New York. <laughs> Support America and stab America. Did you And go stab somebody. Go stab go stab America. America. Wait, did you make are there any discounts on this or any percentages off because I'm always looking for a coupon. Yeah. Well so Yeah, can can our it, listeners <laughs> use your coupon code? Any anyone any one of your listeners who has ever worked in business development who's going like, holy fuck. This this person's getting fifty percent commission. Like most people out in the the you know here yeah, in New York, crazy. general tech, what they're making like you know anywhere from five to ten, twelve percent. So fifty percent's crazy. Yes, so crazy. Especially when it's a direct sale, which you means you get your money pretty quickly. Uh, and uh, so it's kind of crazy. Um, wait, how much you actually make? You said it might not actually be that much. You said no, the yeah, you would make half. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, you would make half uh, after you got to twenty five thousand in sales. You would make where half. where were we going? How with was that? the most? Yeah, so how I'd... much did you ever make? Did you make like a billion dollars? Are you a billionaire? <laughs> no, no, I I got <laughs> I I had a knack for um sorry for Jack, you so training. Many <laughs> no, it's okay. Uh, I had a knack for training uh reps that were um that looked like me. Okay. So I had a knack for training uh, what what some people in, in the company would call high-flying reps. So it was a way to identify reps that were going to do well, which was almost always someone that looked like me. Okay. Uh, you know, just, you know, a privileged white boy. Okay. Or, or a white boy with access. Uh, and uh, um, there were other fly, high-flying reps who didn't look like me, but that was, you know, there's the commonalities, right? The How stereotype. much money did you make? Oh, sorry. Ah! <laughs> Producer gets I, to it. Uh, I probably... I probably made from my personal sales like twelve thousand, fifteen thousand dollars across those two years. That's and great. then um, from overrides uh, as a manager um, that you get for for training the reps, I probably made another twelve, fifteen thousand dollars. And then um, uh, other like personal referrals for people that that uh, uh, worked with me, like my brother was a personal referral, and I had a couple friends that were personal referrals that worked for like a week or two. Um, I made another couple hundred, two hundred dollars. Like I didn't make that much. I had because I was a ten ninety nine and I was a independent contractor. I did and twenty two and dumb. I did not uh, pay attention to tax law, mm. so I owed seven thousand dollars to the IRS after the fact because I just didn't pay attention to my expenses out and to my income in. You know, I was running my own business, but I wasn't taught. You were a I, child. I was told to think that way, but I wasn't taught the mechanisms to put it in place. I was suggested them, but you know, and I made a lot of those mistakes. That's all Wait, on me. So that's one hundred. So he was. Su- you only- so he was successful, but 
He's not like making six figures. No, he's making you, in like two years, 40 made, grand a year. No, it sounds like uh, in two years, uh, in two years, you made $24,000. Yeah. yeah, I would say over those two years. Plus, the they do give you a, a, a $16,000 um, uh, uh, starter to help you get the office going. So they are committed. There's some financial commitment on their side so it was, to get so an let's office say like started. $30,000 for Which two that would years. count as income to the IRS. Say again. So thirty thousand dollars in two years. Yeah, but I was twenty two, and I was living in North Carolina in two thousand and four. Like stuff was cheap. Yeah, I, it was. Yeah. It wasn't that hard. Hmm. It, yeah, it, but it, it is interesting how yeah, they sorry. can. They, you are a rock star, and I'm not. Ta- I mean, you worked your ass off, and it's interesting how in that situation, though, that that can get you very far. You don't have to make. I like you don't have to make. Yeah, hundreds. Of I was atypical. Of yeah. Uh, I was atypical because I was doing it as my full-time job, and so that's why I did the management route because I got a little bit, like a half a percentage from my boss. So he gave up a little bit of hip, his percentage so I could have a, a quote-unquote salary by making a little bit of the office as his assistant oh. manager. So that's yeah. so interesting. And then I would sell on the side. Because they really, they really like in all these sales, it's, uh, yeah, it's just really interesting because it, it does, it did work for you that it did work and that in, you enjoyed it and all that time. Mm-hmm. So somebody who would be like on, like later down the link for people that were working in your location at your job. So would they make like $5,000 a year? Like, is that a more average thing somebody would make or $10,000 for a year? And so that is like their it, supplemental income. That's the way, uh, that's the way some people viewed it. That's the way some people used it uh, to their advantage as a side job. Um, my brother was doing another job and he did this on the side because mm-hmm. he could do appointments. Um, my brother didn't have as much success because I had already saturated our network of family oh, and friends. Oh, that's so interesting. <laughs> so oh. that's like that's a really siblings, good example. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, I'm the eldest. Well, me too. So so I, got, I first did. have to crush everything. Yeah. Same. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Same. Yeah. Dreams and spirits. He's got a cool kid, so he wins. He's fine. Um, no, he's lovely. Yeah. I don't know anything about it. Kate, is there anything about Cutco that we left yeah, out? Yeah, what are we leaving out here? Um, I'm okay to talk about anything. I just uh, I I need some uh, some guidance here. I'm trying to think. So there there's like probably minor things that you left out that have to do with the stories that I've heard about Cutco. But for me, the overall experience, because I am a a, a woman and a skeptic. Uh, it's always seemed <laughs> yes. to me like Jack, you got scammed. Mm. Oh, ooh! Because you made. Still, hang on, guys let me argue hear the this. Kool Aid here that I'm drinking. I yeah, can. I can the ar- take a My argument oh, is here. <laughs> my argument yeah. is that um, we own Cutco knives, which are fine. Um, yeah. he made thirty thousand dollars over two years and owed seven thousand dollars in taxes. Right. Yeah, and eventually right. you had to pay rent with your Cutco demo set because yeah. you couldn't oh, pay rent. Right. And yet you still think it's not a scam. <laughs> to me, this is a lifetime scam. Wait a second. <laughs> yeah. Way, so that's my opinion. And I will. Here's what I've blindly And much believed. of our marriage is built on the fact that I think he was Cutco scammed. <laughs> I... I use cut, I use Cutco to to pay for my rent well, in New York you in two thousand seven. But to be fair, you in did New learn York? all of your sales skills, yeah, from that job. Yeah, all of it the basic very like very it was like a you know, great like grad school for you. <laughs> like an internship. Yeah. Oh it no, it was um 
this is fun. It was it was uh, uh, the it was my military academy that I needed because yeah. I yeah. was not going to be a rock star. I was not going to be a drummer. I was not going to be on radio. I was not going to be an actor. Yeah. So yeah, I guess I'll sell knives on the side while I bartend. And then it turns out oh, you're oh you were bartending. I yeah. I can do well at this. So it sounds it sounds oh, like my- a really it was really. For you, what the and like probably the nostalgia and the love of it is that you really learned so much from this, whether the like scam or no, or feeling like you, you know, I'm sure because I feel this way with my husband too. I'm like, you were taken advantage of in this way, this way, this way, and I don't approve of it. And it drives I do me this crazy. with my husband too. It drives me yeah. fucking nuts. But yeah, there's for you. Uh, I look back and I think I'm like, oh shit, I'm was that manipulation or was that but, just really well guided ambition but also then you you did sound <laughs> like you took what you wanted from it and the fact that you look at it happily is like not i i mean there's most things in my life i don't look back at <laughs> no, <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> like <laughs> any kind of training sucks so it sounds like you, at least you made money in this extreme I was training soaking it up i was made for that training yeah what Jack, all i have to do is cut do the th- rope and they'll buy yeah okay do you think you could sell anything to anyone? And how do I do it? How do we do it? Uh, yeah, give uh, us some tips. Sales is a practice in empathy and then an action in enthusiasm. <gasps> sales is just... Ooh. Oh, my God. Yes, just... Jack. Can that be on a T-shirt? <laughs> Somebody Tell us more. Oh, my God. Sales is... Uh, a, you got sold when you were in college and your friends, when you were like, nah, I should study or I should, I should stay in because I don't feel that well. And it's on Tuesday nights, mug nights, 25 cent draft. And your friends would go, come on. That's enthusiasm. That's a transfer of enthusiasm. That's sales. <gasps> I really like this product. Kako's fucking great. Buy it. That's transfer of enthusiasm. It's, it's core. It's base energy. It's base level emotion. <gasps> I love enthusiasm. And, then, and I love transferring then, it to people. <laughs> exactly. You, so like if, if, I, if somebody said, hey, who would be a good salesperson? I would say Katie would be a great salesperson. Yes. Because of her enthusiasm. She's at a 10. All I have to do is just mold a little bit of the other half, which is empathy, which I think you have. <laughs> nope, obviously. don't have any, sorry. <laughs> <Just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> and mold a little bit of the empathy. And the empathy is just, is instead of, uh, most people think sales is you sitting on the other side of a desk. You're sitting on the other yeah. side of something, the product, the cars in between you, the washing machines in between you, the houses in between you. Just turn yourself uh, to the other side of the table. Put yourself on the other side of the table. Become an associate buyer empathize with their position okay what is it that they're solving but why do they want to solve it now what's the need but what's the need behind the need okay so they they want to buy something from you why do they want to buy it well they want to wear something more comfortably they want to dress more athletically they want to think more health healthy okay um but why do they want to do that because they want to change their lifestyle okay so then if you empathize with that emotion not what they're telling you that they why they want to buy but the reasons why they're deciding to buy. Okay. If you empathize with the need behind the need and then enthusiastically describe how it will help that, not help them in their lives, but help them to solve that problem that's behind okay. the problem. Okay. So it's a very excited empath. Give, a, give us a specific <laughs> yeah. example. Yeah. A specific, a specific example. Um, I'll, I'll, get, I'll give it to you with Kaka. All right. Okay. Um, so... Uh, there, there's a, there's a, a number of different knives that are made with wooden handles and wooden handles, um, 
it's not passed down because washing mach- wooden handles were made in a time when washing, ma- washing machines didn't exist. So people were not taught that they needed to wash wooden handles in a sink okay. with uh, just light soap and water. Don't put them in the dishwasher because then they soak up all of that water and then they dry out in the dishwasher and they start to crack. But it also holds bacteria. Ew. So now you care about Lewis, right? Yes, I do. Turns out. And you care about his well-being. Yeah. So if you're going to cut up chicken, you don't want to get that bacteria nope. into the wooden handles. Even if you can put it in the dishwasher, it's not a safe bet. Okay. Right. And that. So now I'm now I'm thinking about your desires and worry as a parent with you uh-huh. at, uh, of being a good parent. And then now I'm just giving you an option, which. And the beauty of Cutco is that direct sales means you're not looking at a Honda and a Mazda on a car lot. You're just looking at Cutco. Oh, I there's see. no other I option. See, yes. There's your knife that there's your knife that you don't want anymore because I just told you it's going to soak up uh, chicken grease and it's going to make murder your son my son. Sick. Yeah. Yeah. And this is I'm just pointing out no. a, a problem. Yeah. And giving you an option, but I'm empathizing with you and I'm giving you a way to think about it that benefits you and your son. And your Cutco has plastic, so it can be or stainless steel. It's thermoresin, which oh, is a non-porous <laughs> and holds up to high temperatures. Oh, so like quartz okay. countertops. That's how I relate to everything. Um, okay. Jack, um, strictly speaking, I know that you gained like a lot of life skills from this job and, you know, that sort of thing. But strictly speaking, financially, I do think you got scammed. <laughs> Uh, Unfortunately, yeah. yeah, I, I mean, I, I look back on it with a lot of fun stories, and I've told some of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very coming of age stories, but I, I'm like, oh fuck, I, I had to pay seven thousand dollars back to the IRS, <laughs> and that's on me because I just was a dummy. Or it was and like I a great got, life lesson. I got put in a position. It's okay. It's but Jack, no, I had to spend, but I also I got spent like ten thousand dollars on an ex boyfriend. So we all make terrible decisions <gasps> and then we learn. You, you guys, one time I donated my eggs twice in one year and, and I didn't save for taxes and then I owed four thousand dollars in taxes. <laughs> I can't so you know, so we all make mistakes. We all do it. <laughs> we all do it. I'm so happy I know that. <laughs> I'm so it. happy we're here to be for that. We've all done it, Jack. We've done worse. We've we just, get it. We've done it. It's just, it's so fun because we don't get this side. We just get the, this is horrible side. And the fact that you came out of it and had fun. Like- I was, that's what I was searching for is I, I just, I wanted to be a part of something that was bigger than myself. I, I did the Boy Scout thing in high school and then I did fraternity thing in college. Yeah. And, then, and then somebody said, you need to go pay bills. And I said, oh, <laughs> that's yeah. confusing. And then Rock. I joined a a, a a blade selling camp all year, knifey cult fun. Oh my god, scammy! I don't want to take away the the scammy. joy that you had and the experience and what it taught you because totally. obviously you're very good at this. He learned how to be a worker among workers. He learned how to sell people shit. He learned how to show up to a job every day, yes. be a leader. That the all this IRS kind of shit. Exists, you know, important things. Yeah, he, he learned yes. you got to pay taxes. All this. <laughs> how to, good. Yeah. I did the learn lady. how to negotiate with a government agency. Yeah. Uh, Kate, I, I paid that off. You paid it off. Kate, how do you feel about Yay. this? Let's I feel great because I feel like you've gotten him to admit something that I've tried <laughs> six years to try and get him to admit. So it's <laughs> progress that? for me. That he was scammed. It's, it's oh, hard. No. It's hard to fit. I, I. Yes, it's hard to say that I did because uh, 
we live in a nice apartment in, in a nice part oh, of yeah, Brooklyn. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's hard yeah. to say that I got scammed because it's like, because now wow. you scam other people. No, now, yes. <laughs> no, no. You are no one wants to admit with this man for this foreseeable next five months. So let's all be <laughs> easy on each other with very good knives. <laughs> with very good no knives. one wants to ever admit that they were scammed. Ever, ever, of course ever. not. Of course, yeah, not. but it, it, yeah, but it's, it does sound like a sleepaway camp in a crazy sense of like you do pay money to go to sleepaway camp, you learn a lot from it, yes. you have great stories, you hook up with people. I've never yes. done any of this, I've never yes. been to sleepaway camp, and then you come back and you're like, wasn't that a silly time? And then as an adult, if you did it, you'd be like, that would be unhygienic, dangerous, and you should never like do any of that yeah. stuff, run around at night with knives. That is a wonderful way to describe it, yeah. It's red hot American summer, but with knives. Yes. Dangerous. Dangerous. Jack, thank you so much Jack, for being vulnerable with you. us. I really You're appreciate it. You're very welcome. This is a really fun I, episode. I can't believe there weren't more stabbings and suicides <laughs> with all this knife stuff. <laughs> so it gets down to the real question. Where are there so many live people in this? <laughs> I know. I watched a kid cut the third of his thumb off. <gasps> okay. Thank you. I'll take that. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, is that like we? I can tell you those tell stories. There's cuts. some of that crazy what, shit. What else got cut? Yeah. Did somebody do like all a right, tutorial? So like, I have tons of cuts on my cut. fingers, but these, like, I still have all of my fingers. And there was a kid who I was training, and uh, he was just not paying attention oh to God, how I'm he was cutting it. across whatever vegetable. And then he, his index Taking finger got underneath the, the, the chef's knife. And he cut across, if you've ever like caught your fingernail or caught your finger with a chef's knife, he cut across like the top third of his left index finger. Oh. And it cut. And it, the blades are Please sharp. So, and I've cut my finger before with a sharp knife. You don't feel it for about a half second, maybe a second. And then you're like, oh, hey, look, there, that's blood. Who's, that's my blood. Oh, that's, a, that's blood from a kid that is going to sell these knives. And then like that's when I learned patience. All right, everything's fine here. I'm just going to take him to the hospital. We're going to make sure that he's good. I'm going to pay for everything, so that way it's fine. If he has any other problems, I'm going to take care of that too. <gasps> and then everyone else here, just like, you know, play amongst yourselves, but don't touch the knife. Oh, my God, I love Cut it. Cut his finger off. Yeah, there is, it's, there's some other stuff. Is there anything else that you remember? I'm happy to tell would the fun. You, like, would, the you think some, would you recommend someone do this at, at that age, at that time? Would you do it again? I, I mean, I did, but looking back, no. Really? Even with all yeah. the information, even with everything you got from it? There are other ways you could get it oh. that or that does not carry as much risk. There's a lot of risk. That's the that's what makes it feel like a scam. Mm. And that's what where people did get scammed or where I was blind to how I got scammed is that I thought I, I just thought I could sell it. I'm like, sure. You know what the worst part yep. is when you have to, I, we shouldn't have asked you exactly how much money you made because that really dampens the joy. <laughs> when you go down to the brass yeah. tax, the actual dollars, that's the tough pill to but swallow. But people should know. I know, but I feel like I'm so happy. They're thinking about getting into it. It is, it is, uh, so it is never billed. It was never billed as a full-time job. Oh, okay. But the math of it is if you spend 40 hours and it takes two hours to do an appointment and you got this amount of time to drive to the next appointment and you back it into it, you do about 15 to 20 appointments a week on your schedule whenever you want to do it, you can make at least this much money or you can make this much money on paper. Yeah. And that's where it's like, oh, cool. All I have to do is that. Oh, wait, you didn't sell enough, so you're just going to get this amount. I can't live on that. 
sorry. Yeah. That that's how it's like oh god. That's like the I, that's when I felt like I was doing scammy things, but that's how the oh, company stop, operated. Stop yeah. doing. He's giving you puppy dog eyes. It's all. Don't let him scam you. <gasps> that is so cute. <laughs> yes, that's true. He's not oh. that sweet all the time. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> this is how Austin is too. He'll be oh, so Alex. nice so to people. My mom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're all so like our fucking, fucking charming husbands. We don't buy it. I made you a rose. I love it. <laughs> I made you a rose. Okay, Jack, Jack th- thank you so much. Thank you so much. I was really excited to be here. You're I was really the nervous. Best. We love you. Can if people ask us business and advertising advice on our ScamWow Instagram, can they then can we text it to you? <laughs> the, yes, I I am happy to provide any sort of uh, assessment uh, mailbag style of okay, great. business development opportunities your viewers listeners thank you might have great and then uh, you can just follow my dog what's your dog's what's Instagram your, what is it it's all about Ella underscore uh, all about that bay underscore Frenchie <laughs> oh you can just follow Ella yay she's in she's the more banana dog which is really what this, this is, is all about, about right this is me about let's sell more banana guys promoting more banana podcasts yes, yes. and guys so and great. the shows that represent women's voices yes thank you and if you guys have any um any scams, any questions, any experiences, you can always call us on our hot tip hotline because you know I love a phone call at 347-509-9414. And you can always email us. We want, we love hearing an MLM story at scamwellpodcast.gmail.com. <laughs> you can visit our website, scamwellpodcast.com to like check out our Patreon where we do content that's literally about nothing our and feelings? the most fun things. <laughs> uh, anything we want. So you can check that out on our website, scamwebpodcast.com. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. And thank you, Jack. And thank you, Kate, for bringing this sweet man into our lives. Thank you. I think you both. We love you. All right. Okay. We love you. We'll see you next week. See you later. Bye. Bye. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.